Welcome back, everybody. This is the Fraser House with your host, Brandon Bailey and Mike Radke. What's up, man? What's up? Dude, that was a fun week last week with our others. It was good. Well, we had Aaron Cole. Yeah. So that's out. So if you haven't checked it out, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And then uh, Andrea Olson came up after that. Yeah. That's dropping tomorrow. Yeah. Which people, by the time we always say that, by the time we get this out, it's going to be like a month old. So, be like, dude, yeah. I, already, I already heard that interview like, you know, five years ago. Yeah. But it's amazing. But, you know, our success, it's growing because the people who've gotten involved with us. Yeah. So, you know, it's out on YouTube. I don't think a lot of people know that, you know, with yeah. the studio. Yeah. Uh, but man, the downloads are just going through the roof. Yeah. And surprisingly, the audios, like, I, I like to watch the videos. Yeah. Like, when I, up to my favorite podcast. But, you know, the audio is doing well. I guess that's the commute thing. And, you know, people can drive and to yeah. work and listen. So, it's been helpful, and we yeah. had good pods follow us recently, so that's a big yep. deal. They've been endorsing quite a few celebrities out in the marketplace for music entertainment. But today I'm really excited. You know, we get you get around people. We've talked about this on other episodes where you get around people who you just feel the energy. Mm-hmm. You know, you just know. And it might be through a Skype call, but you're like, they're going to bring me closer to the Lord and hope that that's the same response yeah. you know, for us. Um, but today we've got someone really cool. He, the guy's been in the game for a while. And yeah. I say the game, I, I always talk about hip-hop, right? Yeah. So he's a hip-hop artist, he's a writer, he's a producer, he's an entrepreneur, he owns a record label, he's got other artists signed to that label, uh, Grammy-nominated, Dove Award nomination. I mean, you, you just, yeah. it, just... Stellar awards. He's, I mean, how many yeah. how many bookshelves do you have to buy <laughs> to fill it all up? Just a few more. Just a few more. <laughs> and so we've got Marcus, Marcus Tyrone Gray, also known as Flame. Yeah. Look, I've been around the rap game, Mike. Yeah, the dude can spit. Our office has been pretty excited about that because this this happened pretty fast. And it so did. There's been a, there's been a few people in the office like, what? You, you're talking about what? Yeah, I was literally on the way back from lunch today yeah. with you know one of our colleagues, as you know, and he's he's throwing flame like he's going through the hip hop yeah. artist, and I go flame, and he goes, well, what about? Him? I was like, we're interviewing today. He goes. He's like, you're messing with me. You're messing with me. And we're like bumping two six and a half inch subs in yeah. the back, which sound like two fifteens. Yep. The magnet and the amp on it. Yeah. And so he he's like standing in our green room going, I like flame. <laughs> flame is so amazing. So uh, with, without further ado, let's bring on a brother. Yeah. Flame, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, fellas? How's everybody, man? Good, dude. <laughs> Welcome to the Praiser House, man. Yeah, glad to be here. I love the setup too. Looking at it right now, it looks clean. I love that. Thank you for the compliment, dude. This was a lot of hard, you know, hard work. We this is actually a shipping container. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Most people, it's like think we're like forty feet underground or something, like some <laughs> yeah. like secret hatch That's in the world. Weird. I like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we're excited, and you know, I didn't know this. Of course, you know, Flame told us today for a Missouri born and bred. Yeah. Uh, St. Louis, right? You got a shout out, St. Yes. Louis. Yes, indeed. STL, baby. There it Go is. Cards. There it is, man. Yeah, and it's crazy because you're just down the road. We're in a little sunny beach, Florida, and you're yeah. all the way uh, Tampa. Yes, sir. I'm loving it. I'm loving this Floridian life, and uh, I will always visit home, but uh, this is home now. So, yeah. So, how, I, long, how long have you been here? Down here exactly in Florida? It. Oh. Let me see. I think it's probably only been three years now. Okay. So okay. I'm, I'm, I'm still not over palm trees. I know. Uh, thought they were just something only on the movies. <laughs> how, how was that first? How was that first Florida Christmas? <laughs> oh my goodness, bro! <laughs> Changed my life. Yeah. Literally, I, I can never go back to a Midwest yep. winter. I yep. can't do it. <laughs> uh, here you do. As a fifth generation native, you know, for our audience, they know I'm a Florida kid. But 
Um, we always joke from people out of states, like, dude, we got four seasons. They're like, you don't got any seasons here. I'm like, no, we do. It's called hot, 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 and warm. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Well, thanks. I'm a for, witness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, thanks for coming on, man. I'm a big fan. I, you know, we were we were listening to your music on the way, and I was telling our audience obviously before you joined us, and just just the dude, you just know how to dance around in the pocket. Thank you, man. Yeah. Have fun with it. Yeah. You got yeah. to. Bouncing in the pocket. It's all about the timing. <laughs> so you got to tell our audience, so how does, how does, a, how does a, a kid from St. Louis come to know the Lord and also be able to build that kind of music talent? Did you, were you born with a microphone in your hand? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Uh, the way it worked really was, so my grandmother was like the strongest pillar in our family concerning Christianity. So she's the one that made it cool, attractive, and I always wanted, you know, Jesus in heaven rather than, you know, eternal separation from God. So she was yeah. the one that made that a normal thing in our family. But at the same time, uh, hip-hop culture, rap music was the air that I would breathe. You know, everybody yeah. is, you know, a listener, a supporter, uh, a participant in hip-hop culture some kind of way, at least when I was growing up. So... Um, so I wanted to give that energy back that I received as a kid. So I started doing music probably around fifth grade, just having fun, talking about staying in school, yeah. random, you know, kid-like stuff. And um, as I got older, it just got a little more wild and crazy as I was kind of expressing my own independence as a man and in my teen years. And then just through a series of events, some good, some bad, I became a Christian and I was like, man, I need to now have my content reflect my faith. And that's really yeah. where those two things collided. And uh, so I've been really growing and learning over the years, but having fun with it and just watching God do his thing. Yeah. And uh, so it's been good. It's been fun. It's Dude. cool to see. How, like, it's cool to hear stories like that, because like um, you, you were you had a passion for, for music and for hip hop. But and, and God allowed you to kind of grow in that in that gifting. And then when the day came when it's like. Hey Marcus, it's it's time for you to pick up your cross and follow me, and it's nice. like th suddenly that that took on a whole new purpose, you know. Yeah, I, that's yeah. that's so awesome. Yeah, and, yeah. and the journey that's started early for you. I mean, I know we talk about going back, like like you know, well, all all three of us music heads, you know, we're. I, mean, I was singing Whitney Houston in the shower. My brother couldn't shut me up. I mean, I, I, no shame, you know. I just, and I was. And I, that, thank you. Like that, you hear that, ladies and gentlemen. That was the sound of my voice and my brother screaming, "Shut him up!" And then Dad's like comes up and he's like, "All right, son." 35 times, right. three's okay, 35's a little weird, you know? Um, but going back, I mean, this thing goes way back for you. And when you started getting serious with music, is that around the 2000, early 2000s when you were working on the first album? Yes. Yeah, so my first project came out, my first Christian project came out 2004. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was the culmination of my Christian experience up until that point. So I became a believer in 97 wow, and uh, so i was just doing music locally just having fun sharing my faith the juvenile detention centers nice. prisons local outreaches other churches and their youth night so as a teen that was re really my life going to work and sharing my faith was kind of my thing through the arts and uh, i met cross movement eventually once we became friends and got well acquainted and built some type of trust they signed me to their label brought me on tour contracts, all that, and then bam, 2004, my first solo pro project comes out. And that's what launched me to this point to this day. So big hat tip to the big homies cross movement 
yeah. for really showing me the game, the blueprint, how to do the music and the, and the, the, the industry, ministry, all that together. And uh, just mob seeing them model that. So it was dope. That's awesome. And we, we always say like in our in our camps that, you know, credits do or credits do. And to show that love no matter what happens, like that's what it's about about being a Christian, isn't it? Like yeah. we talk about it, like just like love thy brother, love thy neighbor. So that's cool. Right. But that that got you geared up, right? Like you so you start you start obviously got so, so quite a bit of track underneath you. You know, you've been been writing and yeah. doing music, but you started thinking about the business side more, right? Yep. And so yep. how did yep. that lead you? You got you started this label. You gotta tell our audience about that. Yes, indeed. So 2010, I started my own boutique label, Clear Sight Music. And uh, for me, it was never a dream that I had. It was never a goal. It was something that I sort of stumbled into. Hmm. So coming off of the heels of the uh, Grammy nomination, I thought, man, this would be a good time to sort of channel that momentum into yeah. my own imprint yeah. and be able to ride that wave, as well as give other artists an opportunity to get exposure and ride my wave, so to speak. So that was the mindset behind it once I started to sort of look at the terrain, look at my position in my career. At that point, I was like, this would be a good pivot time yeah. to build something that I can have for the rest of my adult life and potentially pass on if it goes well. That's so so cool. that was the mindset. And then I just really got busy trying to figure out the business side of things on an independent level. So that just came with a bunch of hiring people to you know, handle things that I wasn't the best at and just yep. developed a strong team that will allow relationships to stay uh, good and healthy. Yeah. We can do good business and we can make good music and, and, and help the world, you know? <laughs> well, I want to, if you don't mind, just going back for a minute. So, like, Mike and I talk about this because we've got some young folks that are listening to us. You know, there is, there's a Southern kid right there, folks, right? <laughs> Y'all and folks, you know? Uh, but, no, I want to take people back. So a lot of the artists I work with, you know, from the secular side, probably a little bit less than on the Christian side, they always, Mike and Flame, they, they will look at the lights and camera and be like, ooh, Hollywood, Grammys, trophies, this is what it's about. Yeah. You got you to gotta, you gotta T-school our audience, because I know you, you know the Lord well, and you know yeah. what, it's, what it's really about. Can you give the young guys and girls out there, like, say, hey, look, yeah, I was nominated for a Grammy. That's a huge achievement, dude. Yeah. That's like a big <laughs> deal, and I've been in that world, and you as well. Can you kind of help to shape our audience and say, look, like, this is what it's really about, because tell maybe even tell me about your experience as a Grammy nominated, because that's a big world to step into, dude. You, I mean, I, you were out there and you look around, you're like, OK, this is what it's really about. Yeah. Yeah. A good question, bro. So for me, um, the, the Grammy nomination was it was not a goal, practically speaking, because the, the position Christian rap was in at the time. It just wasn't a, a expectation, yeah. right? There was not that type of commercial momentum behind yeah. the Christian rap industry that we would come up expecting to get right. a, a Grammy nomination. Yeah. So one, I think I was served by coming up in a time where if you were doing Christian rap, you just really loved the music yeah. and you loved people. And it was that simple. So in that way, sort of the culture around Christian rap helps shape in me a healthy appetite just yeah. for the things that matter, right? Yeah, so just yeah. serving people, making good, high-quality art yep. that can assist you along life's journey and make it a little more pleasant with mm. good music. Yeah. So that yeah. was the thing. And then as Christian rap took off and it became like a reality that you could get a Grammy nomination and maybe even win a Grammy. So yeah. now we have to sort of help ourselves remember and new artists 
that these things are just springboards to yeah. serve people, yeah. right? The exposure just gives you more eyes and more ears to share the good news of Jesus, um, high-quality art that yeah. gives people uh, a relief in the midst of a stressful day, a stressful year. So if you can keep it in context and not you know, get obsessed with the accolades, I think you'll actually have more fun It'll be more enjoyable. You'll make better music because there isn't that anxiety and stress that consumes you that mm. oftentimes hinders the art. People can tell us you're losing something about your passion. Yeah. So really just kind of keep it all in perspective. Don't become lazy, but don't become overly ambitious where you lose your joy in creating and serving people. Yeah, dude, and also like kind of what you're talking about, you could, if when that, Reality becomes a reality. That's a, that's a terrible <laughs> way to say that. But when that becomes a when that becomes a thing, where it's like this could actually be a thing. I could actually win a Grammy as a as a as a Christian hip hop artist. There's that pressure to to conform your music to fit into that into that um, pigeonhole or whatever. Maybe not even maybe that's not even the right way to say it. But to to shave off some things to make it more accessible to that to that genre of music to get to that to that accolade of a Grammy or whatever. And then, and then you kind of—it's just like with anything else. Then there's that opportunity to lose some some of the passion behind why you were even an artist in the first place, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's yep. what's so—that's what—that's one of the things that, to me, I, I'm so stoked about a flame. I'm so stoked about what you're doing because it's got that that genuineness to it. And, yes. and yeah. you you tackle topics that, even in the Christian world, are not super easy for people to talk about. And I think that's <laughs> that just—it's a mark of genuine genuine. genuine Genuine, whatever the word is, authenticity. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I do speak I like English that. sometimes. Oh. Sometimes. <laughs> I love I love what you're saying too because so I do realize that a lot of artists start young. Yeah. And there's this probably uh, struggle with finding who you are as an artist, what things you're passionate about, what things you're concerned about. And I do understand that you can start at 16 as an artist, and then somewhere around 25 you might feel like you know what. I'm changing in my sort of understanding of how to be an artist and yeah. what I want to communicate. I think that's a, a, a acceptable yeah. process in just human development, maturing as a person, Absolutely. as an artist. So I always say to artists who may have started off over the top Christian content and then mm-hmm. they feel at some point they want to tone it down. I think it's OK to do. Yeah. My only thing is just just try to within yourself maintain your love and your passion for your faith, even yeah. if your music changes. So sure. that way, as you engage the music industry, you can still be making friendships and connections yeah. with people and letting them see what life looks like when yeah. Christ gets a hold of an artist. So totally. if your music shifts, I just hope your heart hasn't shifted. Yeah. You're just taking a different approach to hopefully do the same thing. Make good music that is high quality art that honors God, that yeah. serves people. And we're in that see- way, I think it's okay to do. You oh, yeah, I mean? dude, for sure. And we're seeing that even in the secular space. I mean, I'll yeah. mention him right now. I mean, we had an artist who was featured on one of his songs called No Brainer. His name's Justin Bieber. And you see someone, <laughs> I mean, I know, I mean, seriously, like, it's kind of crazy to think about it, but it works in both. It, we're all human beings. Yeah. Like, we all bleed red, you yeah. know? And like, that's why, like, tears my heart apart when I, I grew up and my mother, you know, in a southern racist town, but she studied African art history in college. Like, wow. there was a big shift, a paradigm thing, you know? And I think what you're, you guys are saying here is, is what this audience out there in the world of music and even the consumers need to know that, like, 
check the condition of your heart. Yeah. Like, don't check the condition of your lyrics. Like, well, obviously, yes. Yeah. You know, to a degree, but that's a big deal. And we're well, seeing it on both sides. And we talk about a lot here on the, you know, in the podcast and a lot of times behind the scenes where we're like, what is a Christian artist? Like, right. What, I mean, is, you know, it's we, we joke about it. It's like, I'm a Christian baker. I only make Christian cake. You know, it's like, what does that even mean? Like, you can be a Christian that writes dangerous art. dangerous, too. You can, yeah, yeah, it well, is. But say what you, I mean, well, you yeah, mentioned this. Well, yeah, because there's a, there's a danger of, uh, I'm a Christian artist, and you're putting Christ's name in front of artist, and, and it's like you're trying to seek validation by by putting Christian on it, you know. But like what you're saying, like to be an artist, and you're and you're the the style of music that you begin to write can change, and that's totally okay. But the condition of your heart, your your personal relationship with Christ, that's always got to be maintained. And then, but to me, it's like it opens up the doors for for topics of discussion or topics of art that, you know. Might not be a it might not be a Bible song, but it's dealing with a, a real life issue from a perspective of somebody that walks with Jesus, and I think I think we need more of that, you know. Yeah, and I do agree. You, and do you think Flame like like you know you I, I love humble beginnings, and I love like you know learning from those of influence. Like I love my grandparents, you know. I still wish they were still around, you know. But yeah. you know, having like your grandmother that influence, and then you with such a servant heart, like being called to minister to people who probably aren't getting a lot of ministry, you know, like inside behind prison walls, behind these things. Do you feel like it prepared you that once you got to the Grammy nom, that when you got to the stellar and the doves, I know the Grammys has got a heightened, you know, uh, focus on it, if you will. It's got a greater reach and distribution to the audiences of the world. But do you feel like it prepared you to just like take it as it is? Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what all that offers. The number one thing is offers our salvation. Do you feel like that was like a, a helpful, like kind of ramp up to all that? Yeah, I do. I think it was. Um, so, yeah, my, my upbringing in a good, solid local church that just really discipled us well. And um, so when the Grammy nomination came, I sort of had a paradigm for how to embrace it and enjoy it as well. So I did go to the Grammys that year. Uh, in fact, uh, I remember shopping, trying to get a nice suit, trying to look fly. <laughs> but I also brought I also brought Bible tracks. So my thought was, man, if I meet some of these, you know, extra famous people, I can, you know, just present myself friendly. And if the conversation goes further, I can leave them, yeah. you know, something that exposes my Christian faith and my music as well. If the conversation went there, I wouldn't just... Yeah. Pull it out and be the weird guy. I'm here. <laughs> right. Listen but, uh, to all the. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? But at the time, that was my mindset was, I don't want to demonize this because some people say that's yeah. worldly. Why would you go to be around yeah. that environment? I was I was fortunate enough to have that in perspective where I was able to go and enjoy it and not feel like I was doing something dirty. Right. Yeah. But I was also there um, to be a light and a witness if I could, if it yeah. felt natural and it felt like. The yeah. Lord was giving me a space to have that kind of conversation with someone. And I actually did. And I won't say their name, so so it's not like I'm you know, <laughs> trying to get some clout. But it actually worked out that way where I was able to share my, my faith with someone who's pretty famous. And uh, it was it was good. It was They were surprised, like, wow, how did you get here? What do you do? <laughs> awesome. rap? What is that? And so it <laughs> went, you know. <laughs> we have to be unapologetic about our faith in Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I think, like, I, I always go back to, like, this one little thing. People are like, you know, like, today, we're like, hey, how are you? And I didn't do it with you today. But I try to use it, and it doesn't make me any better because I fail at, like, not calling his name in front of people at times, you know. But mm -hmm. just, like, say, how are you? I was like, well, I'm good because God let me wake up today. 
you know, and that's a good start, you know, and just to see where it goes. Well, this takes you through a journey. I mean, this takes, you know, Mike is a music artist and writer. I've produced, written. I mean, I'm, I'm not a member. The singing part with Whitney Houston, you don't want to hear it. Come <laughs> on, just give it a little flavor. No, 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 no. I can rap, though. I, I can rap. I, I actually can. You can. I've um, heard it. I, oh, turn up. I, I'm mostly like a spell, like I can spell rap really well. For, for some, <laughs> I know we'll have to hang out. We're, now that I know he's in Tampa. I'm going over to the. I'm going to the Bay. I, I'm going to go okay. hang out with Flame. Flame and I, we're going to talk old school hip hop stuff. Um, I love it. <laughs> yeah, dude, I do too. I, I mean that, you know. And yeah. so going into all of this, and with you know your record label, all these deals, I, I don't want to skip over all the catalog because you're always welcome here. We're probably in a bit with a part two. Yeah, but yeah. it gets to Royal Flush. And there's a guy that's doing arena tours in the world right now. I mean, I know the whole pandemic, whatever. Yeah. But NF, how did you come across NF? Because seven, was that like seven years ago or so? NF yeah. was not really well known. No. no. So how did y'all, how did y'all connect? And, y'all, and, and then of course, I got to follow up, like, y'all still hanging out? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Uh, let me see. It happened. It was organic. So I, I met NF while he was, he was really just getting into the music industry. At that point, I think he only had management. So he was shopping, looking for a label deal. And I met him, I think at a concert or something like that. And he was just like, man, I grew up listening to your music, bro. I know all your lyrics. Like, and he was trying to prove it. So he started rapping my songs. (laughs) And uh, so I was like, man, that's dope. But I just thought he was a genuine dude. So we just kept in touch, you know, every now and again. And um, eventually, it led to the song Start Over. So I was oh. working on a project. His producer reached out to me. And uh, so we put that song together. And yeah, we didn't have big expectations for it. It happened organically from just two dudes that That's liked awesome. each other. And uh, so that was just a good energy. And the song ended up taking off in the, at the same time he did. So the timing was crazy. Man. So as all the you know eyes start focusing on NF and his new deal that he signed, um, start over just got swept into that, you know, that wave and it just went Dude. mayhem. I think it's something crazy like 40 million views on YouTube. And uh, we shot the music video, which was cool because I think for him, that was one of his first music videos. Nice. So, uh, yeah, so it's kind of a cooler story that we have. So, in terms of your other question, we don't keep up as much now. I mean, obviously, he's super busy. Yeah, but uh, every time we do talk, we just pick right back up where we left off. So cool, man. Proud of you, bro. You're killing yeah. it, all of that. So And then, yeah. and then you're like, when are you going to do another song with me, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's funny. So, when people, like, people do ask for another song between him and I. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 it's kind of like part twos can be weird. Yeah, because you can you can just totally miss the mark. It could be a, it could <laughs> be a coming to America. I knew you were going to take that line. I knew he's going to take that line, you, ladies and gentlemen. I, I got to break the ice. All right, so I knew I knew. All right, so I call you. You remember Mike? You, you know his history, hip hop hit. You know Mike Jones, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's Mike Jones, right? Oh, nice. Yeah, it's like Mike Rackie. Mike Jones. Yeah, Mike Jones. So what's cool about this is like for our audience out there, like look. I love coming to America. He loves coming to America. <laughs> Flame loves coming to America. Blast. Eddie Murphy, if you want to, you know, hang out, whatever, just give us a call. We can teach you about Jesus, you know. Yeah. But uh, coming to America too. Like yeah. we don't. I, I, I'm sorry, Eddie. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. James Earl Jones. I loved you in so many movies, but I'm sorry. Yeah. 
It just didn't do yeah. it for me, man. Yeah. And I know, and I'm not going to spoil for Flay. You know, we already did. We already did. He, he's not watching it. Now. And we got somebody. We have a friend. We told you off. We told a lot of people love like the behind the scenes, and we're going to start doing B-roll. And we'll share that with you. Um, yeah. But we have a friend that you know, worked with us, and yeah. man, we were like, I don't care where you live right now. We're gonna pipe you in Zoom. We're gonna watch this together. <laughs> and he's nice. like, he's like, dude, I couldn't do it either. I was like, see, <laughs> see, hey. yeah. see. Oh, my only thought was, I was like, I mean, because I love Eddie. I'm like, maybe I could just, <laughs> yeah, get, like get his streams up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But I you personally, do I was like, I didn't need a part two because part one is classic. Yeah. I know. But I'll support him. I'll get his streams up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all, like, all that's replaying in my head right now is yeah. uh, this is probably the, one of the most fun I've had of this podcast. But when nice. I when I said coming to America, or he said that, I go, I knew you were going to take that line. Flame went backwards. <laughs> yeah. I think he did like two backflips. Y'all didn't even see it. Y'all have to go in slow-mo and redo that yeah. one. Hey, so, it was a good segue. Man. Dude, I'll say it, that. it was. Well, start over throws, I mean, look, you're already on the radar, right? But, nah. I mean, it's like, ooh, what are they doing out there? They're cooking and you know with some fire. So, yeah. but it goes into some really interesting stuff. So I, I was telling you off, you know, for people out there, I got to give Berkeley College Music a shout. They were gracious to me for, you know, three and a half years. And then again, to let this knucklehead back in for grad school. And I told nice. Flame, you know, um, the music business and copyright law is a very serious thing. Mm. It's, you know, it's a federal law thing. And it's really interesting because there's not like a bright line test. And you probably did. I don't know if that's come up in your conversation about bright line tests and these certain like things you got to go through. There's no way to break it down. Mike tells me how many times can you play D, G, or C, you know? Yeah. Like, there's all these things, and there's so many claims. But this was interesting. So Katy Perry, Joyful yeah. Noise, that's the track, right? Yeah, yeah, Joyful yeah. Noise. Why yeah. don't you tell our audience, I'm going to let you, because this is a personal, I mean, this is, a, this is, your, this is your world, this is your, your catalog. What yeah. happened that you had to look for legal counsel to, to really turn things around for you with what Katy Perry was doing with Dark Horse? Yeah, well, one thing I want to say is, um, and, you know, myself as well as my legal team, we've always maintained from the jump, from the gates, that this has sort of unfortunately fallen on Katy Perry in terms of, I don't think she was, you know, some malicious culprit to, sure. you know, yeah. take a song. I think, as, as it happens a lot of times in music, yep. um, producers send songs. Yeah. And, uh, and so it goes. So we've maintained that from the jump. It's never been a, an attack sure. on Katie or, sure. you know, in I many ways, artists or sometimes at the mercies of producers yeah. who, you know, may or may not do their due diligence, yeah. you know, and making things right in terms of how they create and produce or how they get inspired. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing. But the second thing is, so I had no idea. Like for me, Joyful Noise had ran its course. The song came out 2008. Yep. I performed it from that the day of release until probably, I don't know, 2017 or something like that, unless people requested it, yeah. I really had stopped performing it because for me, it had ran this course and I I appreciate the record, but it wasn't one that, um, you know, as things continued to go on and new albums and new music came out and with a space of time on stage, I'm probably promoting new songs. For and sure. then I got Mike Real on stage with me. He's oh, doing right. songs, yeah. B-Rose at the time. So it was a lot going on on stage and Joyful Noise didn't always make the cut. So I'm just living life, being myself. Then I just get one day a surge of social media, ads, mentions, tags, people like, yo, Katy Perry got your song. Or why would you sell your song to Katy Perry mm. to use 
this type of imagery, dark horse and all this. So I'm just like, what are y'all talking oh, about? Man, and uh, yeah. so I went, listened to the song. I heard the similarity, but I still didn't, I didn't, it didn't ruin my day. I was just like, yeah. again, because the song really, for me, Joyful Noise had ran its course. Right. Sure. Um, but then it was more people, not just fans who were in support of me, but other people behind the scenes that were thinking, man, you might want to take this seriously because it, there's a similarity that is striking. Yeah, so at right. that point, I was like, I mean, I'll reach out to my legal team and see what they think. They'll get their musicologists involved and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So that was really how it went. It was never for me like I'm gonna get that you hitter type yeah. thing. It just <laughs> yeah, yeah like joyful noise that ran this course in my mind. <laughs> yeah. And you it, can you can definitely hear the similarities though. I yeah, I mean, I mean you can. And look, I, I I really appreciate for our audience out there. I've been in the music game for quite a while since 2007. Mike as well. Flame obviously. You've been in the business for a long time. It's not about that, man. We don't get in this music. I mean, there are people who get in this music for like the lights, the money. The get. I get it. Well, that's probably not going to work out for you. You've seen it. I've <laughs> seen it. Um, but. It's never malicious. Like, I really yeah. appreciate you telling that audience. And, like, look, if something ever happened to you guys or your music, it just is what it is. I mean, yeah. it just happens, right? I mean, but you still got, I mean, you know, still dropping songs at NF, so whatever. I like it didn't ruin your day. It, it didn't put an end to, like, well, my career's over. I mean, I'm just going to quit making music. <laughs> no, and right. you, you keep getting stronger. I mean, yeah. my gosh. And we know what's going on. That's why I plugged Berkeley earlier because – um, you know, we talked offline for our audience for them to know. I've taken what four or five copyright law classes, which is federal law, and this has come up three times. Like yeah, right. three different. Now, I will say this: the, the the professor who taught those courses, he's a subject matter expert. He's a witness, you know, in in court, and he like he's bringing the musicology. He's not a musicologist, but he he you know he's close. And that you know, there isn't a bright line test out there. So Berkeley, I, I didn't get that wrong. It's just that we wish there was something like it out mm -hmm. there because it can clear the no pun intended, clear the noise between the differences or the similarities in a track. Mm. And it's really interesting. So like when I, when Mike brought you up and said, Hey dude, fl like flames, like on board with us. I was like, well, why would he not? We both love Jesus Christ. You know, <laughs> what else is there to talk about? We got rap game, you know, um, it, it was really interesting to see the case involved and I didn't know it. I mean, I knew about K dark horse, but I didn't know how close it was at our home, you know, like in our music. Um, yeah. But that didn't that didn't do anything for you. I mean, you kept moving in, and then you you drop you go in right right after you've got now, God, you got so much music out there. <laughs> it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> and I love woke up this morning, but we got to. I've been I don't know about Mike. I've been jamming between two. So Christ for you. Yeah. And mm. what's the other one, Mike? What was the one I pulled up today? The EP <laughs> from last year. Um, extra notes. Extra notes. Extra notes. Oh my yes. gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes. So you got to tell us how those came because people don't know about, let's get into some of, you know, we talked about today in Bible study, the Christian faith the church is so divided in so many places. Mm -hmm. And we know you kind of, where we came from, you were around Calvinism, right? Yeah. And now you're in that the works. Lutheran community. Can you mm -hmm. tell our audience how that kind of transition? Cause we hear it in your music, man. Like yeah. I, I hear in the lyrics and it's profound. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, man. Yeah. Man, so it's a big story. I'll give you the, the condensed version is, so basically, yeah, I, I became a Christian at 16, and I think I was just learning generic American Christianity, yeah. which yeah. was which was a lot of good things there. Yeah. Yep. And then when I became more of a conscious theological thinker was in the Calvinistic space. So that was probably six years into my uh, conversion as a Christian. Mm. 
And then I spent 18 years understanding Christianity from a Calvinistic lens. So for me, um, I appreciated that Calvinism put an emphasis on the sufficiency of the Bible, um, God's sovereignty, and um, taking teaching and doctrine and theology seriously. Mm -hmm. So to me, that was appealing. And I wanted to have, you know, good answers for the culture around me that was asking good questions. So I think Calvinism kind of gave me that appetite and expanded it. We didn't give me the appetite, but it expanded one I already had mm-hmm. for theology and doctrine. But then eventually, um, I think some of the missteps that Calvin made historically, I came into the awareness in my own Christian experience. So some of the things that he emphasized or overemphasized yeah. or underemphasized began to bear down on my soul, my joy, yeah. my peace, and my ability to kind of see that I was okay with God just in the human journey and the, the struggle of being a person yeah. in the fallen world. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think at that place in my life, I was just like, okay, uh, the answers that I typically got from Calvinism, I'm struggling to see in the scriptures and I'm struggling to draw strength from it. For yeah. example, so in the Calvinistic construct, there's a heavy emphasis on God elects um, people to be saved, which I can say amen to, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. But since in the Calvinistic construct, Jesus did not die for everyone. He only died for the elect. For the elect, yeah. The question becomes, well, how do I know I'm one of the elect? Right. How do I know Jesus died for me? Am I one of the ones he actually died for? Yeah. And although they would affirm the way you know that is by faith and what Jesus did on the cross. But still, how do I make that my own? How yeah. do I know that applies to me? Yeah, right so on. kind of where Calvinism sends you, at least in the Reformed Baptist version of it, <laughs> it sends you to your conversion experience. So you have to reflect back on that day and hope you were genuine, yeah. you were sincere enough. And yeah. then coupled with that, you also have to look at your works as the fruit yeah. that comes as a result of, you know, moving into a saving relationship with Christ. So now I have to look at my performance, my motivation for my performance is my, are my affections deeply drawn into what God has done for me? So it's a lot of looking within, a lot of, you know, examining myself to see what's really there. How real is it? How genuine is it? But that's hard to do because you have, we have a limited scope as humans. And it's like, if I had a God's eye view, I can see that on a molecular level and see, but as myself, what if I'm having a bad day and I'm not seeing myself rightly? What if I'm, you know, my anxiety is clouding my clarity to see what really happened on my conversion day. So it leaves me as the judge of something that's beyond my intent to, to really examine. Right. So it was that breakdown that made me say, I need something outside of myself. And that's what I found in um, historic Christianity that I think Lutheranism preserved, and the, even the Eastern Church yeah. um, holds dear to these things that really give us that assurance outside of ourselves, which is what the word extranos means, outside of ourselves. Yeah, so rather than looking within, we look outside to what Jesus accomplished for all of us, and then obviously we will look to the sacraments, uh, the Lord's Supper, baptism, yeah. as these things God did outside of us where we lay hold of his promises. Dude, that's that so awesome. That's so awesome. And we, we had a conversation about that very thing just yesterday in Bible study here yep. at the office, and it was like, 
I mean, and, and, and like you said, Calvinism and, he, and a lot of people say, I mean, our, our CEO said, I think, I think modern day Calvinists are more Calvinist than John Calvin probably was, you know, like, you know, um, but I, I mean, there's been, I, I know of people that, that their, sh- their faith got shipwrecked because of these very questions. They're like, yeah. oh, man, I, you know, cause like some days you just don't feel saved. Like, God, you yeah. know, I'm a, such a loser. Like, dude, I don't know. And if it's dependent on me and my experience, my, my genuineness and my conversion is like, man, I'm not sure if I, if I, if I hold up, you know? Yeah. So I, I feel you, man. That's, that's exactly, that's exactly the, the right questions to ask. And, yeah. and man, I love that. I was reading through some of your stuff on your IG and, and I, I think it was on your IG. I don't remember, but you talked about your, your, your search for like the reading through like the church fathers, like Irenaeus and Justin Martyr. And I'm like, Dude, I just I, I was like, oh my gosh, this guy is awesome. Because like, <laughs> I did, I'm going through like uh, against heresies with of, of Irenaeus right now, and I'm like, man, that dude was like, and it's like when you think about the timeline, you got you got Jesus and the apostles, you got Polycarp who taught who was taught by John, and then you got Irenaeus. It's like it doesn't get much closer to the original source. So it's like you read, you got to give them some more more credit than I think we do. And like our CEO said one time, he's like, when I discovered the Church Fathers. I felt like I'd been robbed of my, some of my family, my relatives that I didn't even know their writings existed. Like just Irenaeus himself, there's five books. It's a giant, you can get it on PDF. It's huge. And it's like yeah. all this stuff that, you know, the fathers that in the early church, they look to and they're like, man, we need to be reading more of this. Like, <laughs> which, which brings me to, to something that you brought, you, you've created the, the, the evangelical Catholic, lowercase C Catholic. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. So um, the, it's an app, first of all, and it's a it's called Evangelical Catholic. And the word evangel just means gospel. Mm-hmm. And uh, the word Catholic, lowercase c, uh, so we're differentiating ourselves between Roman Catholicism yeah. and just the simple meaning of the word Catholic, which means universal. universal yeah. So we're just talking about the universal church. Amen. And uh, in the app, you'll find the Book of Concord, which is the Lutheran Confessions. Mm-hmm. And really, what I love about the Book of Concord is it starts off with the ecumenical creeds. So yeah. it starts off with the Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed, yep, yep. Athanasius' Creed. And these are ancient texts that yeah. the church, East and West, all hold to. So it yeah. shows that we're united around mere Christianity, basic, yeah. raw Christianity. Here are, the, here are the things that we all hold to together you know, regardless of some of the nuances and distinctions we have, but yeah. the Book of Concord starts off there because Luther's goal was to show, I'm not trying to start anything novel. Yeah. I'm not trying to divide the church. He was actually right. kicked out. He, he yeah. was excommunicated. He didn't want to leave, yeah. you know, the, no. the unity that you find in the broader body of Christ. Yeah. So that's what you'll get from that app. You'll get a lot of, of those historic documents and you'll see what the church thought about a lot of these things. Yep. That generic American Christianity has sort of overthrown yeah. in the name of contemporary swag or, yep. you know, trying to make Christianity more palatable or cool to yeah. digest or consume. But yeah. a lot of throwing those things away, we lose a lot as well. So yeah. it's a good app. Yeah, I think it's everyone awesome. should download it. People I, I, should I definitely it. go download yeah. it. I got to say this, though. I want to take us back. I like lessons. I like sometimes the wise man says nothing, you know. But sometimes the wise man needs to speak. And I, I, I really love what you said earlier. And this is to, I, I love encouraging, you know, like my, one of my things is empower. If you go back to our management company, it's empowering musicians since 2007. That's the deal, right? It's the yeah. old Steve Jobs model. Get out of their way, you know? Um, 
for our younger audience, or even if not even our younger audience, it could be anybody. It's yeah. okay to have questions about your faith. Uh, yeah. Like it's okay to talk about like, well, why did he do that? Well, I don't understand that. Do you think this is it? He wants us to know more about him. Yeah. And you can't find answers unless you ask questions. You're not, you're not going to stump God. <laughs> He's okay with you. He's okay with having a conversation. Yeah, yeah. and you can't outgive him. Yeah. You can't outlove him. And so I love, like, through that, what you, you were going through, you were asking questions that you were having a hard time answering. Mm-hmm. Or maybe people weren't answering them for you. But for you to be able to do that, that's really profound. And I feel like through Scattered Tulips and 2KR, those tracks, yeah. Yeah. you lay it out there. Yeah. <laughs> Am I off on that? Is that about right? No, you're not off. And, and one thing I want to say is I still have many uh, Calvinist oh, brothers sure. and sisters who are dear friends. Yeah. Yeah, we absolutely. have a bond that can't be broken by, yeah. you know, yeah, my theology in that, in that way. Uh, but that's just my personality. I'm, I don't, I'm, it's like what you see is what you get. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to hide anything yeah. or. I can't expose my new train of thought because I won't get booked for concerts. Like yeah. I can't, I can't yeah. think like that. I can't sleep at night, sort of yeah. hiding that kind of. But anyway, so scattered tulips here is just a way to affirm what I enjoyed about Calvinism, yeah. but then to expose some of my questions. I even ended the song with a question. I was like, maybe Mr. Calvin got sanctification out of place. I don't know. Yeah. Right. So I'm showing you this openness to ask yeah. and to consider maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm not. But as I'm studying and I, and I got my master's degree, so I'm taking this seriously. I'm, I'm studying not only in the in a, uh, academic environment, but with pastors, men yeah. who are on the ground serving and lay members who are friends and thinking these things through. So I'm not thinking in the echo chamber or, right. Right. you yeah. know, as an island unto myself. These yeah. are real questions. And uh, so scatter tulips. This system that once held up, I'm I'm seeing it kind of fall apart. It's all over the place now, and uh, so I want to. And then 2KR, I want people to rest in the fine language and distinctions that the church has made to help us lose some of that anxiety, right? So that's really what that song about is helping us think through these um, ideas in clearer ways with better language to think of it in. To really give you more joy and peace, so yeah. that's the goal. And that's where people got to go back. I mean, you you can definitely go over and check out clearsightmusic.com. All of the connection links are there. Um, we stream you on Praiser. You're one of the most popular people on our hip hop channel, yeah. as you know. Um, you're you obviously are one of the top guests on our list. We're invited here. Um, awesome. We don't hold a platform. You know, God holds it for us, and so we we do that. But make sure you guys go to also because he's on Spotify, he's on all the major streaming yeah. things. But if you haven't listened to that, those seven songs, I dude, I didn't even get. I only got through part of Two KR, but when I heard like Scatter Tools and I got a part of Two KR, it was like a big clap in my face, and it was like, <laughs> it was like I don't, Paul, turn it off, like <laughs> like not in a bad that I want to listen more to Flames music because it's brilliant. But it was just like, whoa. Well, that's what that's whoa. what I love about it is that it's the it's deep. There's some depth to it, and even even the new album, uh, Christ for You, it, you're covering some deep stuff, and it's like, it's not something that you just listen to. You're like, ah, listen to me, this guy. You're like listening. You're like, oh my goodness, this dude knows what he's talking about. Mike like, Jones. <laughs> Mike Jones. <laughs> Mike Jones. Yeah, the dude, the oh, latest EP that. is the latest EP that's is great. fire. And 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 I love that you're talking about the the blo- the body and the blood the. The, the bread and the wine. When I saw the, the lyrics for this new album, I was like, oh man, this dude, he, he knows what he's talking about. He's got <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that album cover is pretty fire. 
Thank you, man. Oh, yeah. shout out to my friend, uh, uh, Pastor James Westbrook. He's an historian by training and uh, and an artist. So he he hand painted both of those. Get out of town. Cover wow. art for Extra Notes and Christ for You. Nice. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Well, hey, we'll give, hey, I love art, so we shout it out. Yeah. Know? Oh yeah. For sure. <laughs> so now uh, this brings us oh, yeah. to so we're in 2021, mm -hmm. and we hope you know I I didn't ever think that going to a concert in a bubble was a good idea, you Man. know. And I, I even today I'm not going to say the company, but I was asked to, um, well I wasn't asked to leave, but I was I was I was told that we couldn't take your order because I didn't have a mask on, and. Uh -huh. um, and look, I get it. You know, I get. I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but um, <laughs> you know, going into we have to be strong as the church that we have to be able to spread the gospel and spread it as we do. And so that asks me. That brings a question to ask you: What's the next for Flame in 2021? What do you yeah. got working? I know you're cooking, man. You're 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 like you're like a <laughs> chef in the kitchen. Come on, man. Bro, bro, seriously, I am. All right, so. <laughs> Oh, I want to say real quick, uh, 2KR for people like, what are you guys talking about? It just means two kinds of righteousness. There you go. Yeah. Right. So yeah, there's yeah. a righteousness that we have before each other. Yeah. And then there's a righteousness that we have before God that only he gives us. Yeah. So yep. all right, that's that. All right. <laughs> but to your question, um, man, so I have the podcast complicated ish yep. where we are, um, just trying to deal with culture and scripture alike. So we, I'm, I'm constantly working on that. We're building that out. Uh, so we want to offer classes and uh, exclusive content. So that's that. Um, that. I'm calling it the Extra Nose series. So you have Extra Nose, Christ for You, and then I'm working on um, the following projects that will be releasing, um, you know, to be announced. But So I, <laughs> I got that in the bag. And um, let's see. I might give you all something exclusive. Uh -oh, uh, oh, man. The Truth and I may or may not be working on a joint project. Nice. Uh, no kidding. So that'll Dude. be fun. And uh, let's see what else. So, yeah, I've just been teaching a lot of classes online um, to a lot of schools and universities. have been having me kind of jump in and teach. So, really, i got my hands in a few different things. I'm, I'm, I'm currently um, I'm working on a book. Man. So, yeah, so that's <laughs> fun. So I'm just doing a lot of reading, a lot of studying, a lot of writing. So I'm just trying to make the most of this isolation and this quiet time, you know. Yeah. So yeah. There, there's some people <laughs> I, I I know we're gonna hang out, man, and definitely grab some food, just talk love and Christ and music. Let's do it. <laughs> um, and we'll definitely connect after this. But we get to a point in this podcast, and there's actually before I go there, there's someone I want to introduce you to. I'm talking to him this week, and we're talking like the whole management thing, you know, and. Um, he's really blowing up. His name's Zuby. He's in. Um, he's a Christian. He doesn't go by like I'm a Christian rapper, but he's he's a rapper. I think you guys would have a lot of synergy. Yeah. He, he's a, he's an Oxford grad. You know he he's up there. I mean, it's just I I'll I'll, I'll, I'll we got to hook up. Um, okay, the, the three of us. Yeah, for sure. Um, yes. Because when you're talking about the truth class, so I want hold on. Let, 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 let me hold on. Let me back up. So the the eight, the the stakes haven't come out of the the marinade yet. So when he said that he may or may not with the truth. I want to say it's going to be maybe yes, uh, exclusive, <laughs> announced on the Fraser House. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, man. That's what I want to see Flame. I want to see Flame smiling and laughing, and that's what I love to see. Yeah, it's a good catch. I heard that may or may not. So, uh, hey, you know what the old joke is? When you went out to the Grammys, and you and I have been in that world a lot, um, yeah. everyone's got a project. 
<laughs> but on that on that air of caution, it's usually a maybe not. <laughs> I gotta keep it real. I gotta keep it real. All right, so now we get to the fun part. This has been yeah. absolute absolute blast, flame. Oh, uh, likewise, man. I'm yeah. enjoying it, guys. Yeah, <laughs> and and we're definitely gonna have you back. Um, and so you guys might even catch us. We might even do a B roll, like walking down the street, grabbing some food. I don't know. Nice. Um, so flame. This is called the artist spotlight, artist corner on the Praiser House. This is where you can bring your heart, your mind, a combination of both. You can talk about what you're not liking. We try to not be the antagonist, you know, on the show, but there's always that option because you may or may not want to drop that, right? (laughs) And, um, but this is, this is that time we give to the artist. Whatever you want to say, it can just be a plug. What do you got on your heart, man? What's, what, what do you want to talk to our audience about? Ah, man, so many things. Um, probably overall, I would say, there's a lot of pressure being put on Christianity right now. We are not well-liked in the culture. Um, and some some of it is sort of the chickens coming home to roost sort of thing. Like we may have earned some of this pushback. And some of it I think is unfair and unwarranted where, you know, there's just an unrealistic expectation of fallen people all gathered together. You know, mm-hmm. people expect us to be something that we've never claimed. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the, I think that's showing up everywhere in a political realm, social justice or injustice realm, theological realm, um, all the above. There's a lot of pressure being put on Christianity to invalidate Jesus and what um, he contributed to the world for, for all of our salvation, for our joy in our human experience. I just, man, I just, I just want to say to the church, um, I just pray that we can be humble to hear helpful critique and, um, but that we would also hold fast to the gospel and our claim of truth. Because if you overthrow Christianity, I understand the world thinks that this place will be better, but I think they don't really realize what they'll be losing without Christianity, its contribution to humanity if it's completely removed from the picture. Mm. So we have to sort of love the world by fighting for our place in the world Mm. and to maintain um, our vigor, to proclaim love, grace, and forgiveness, um, but at the same time, uh, being on the ground, serving our neighbor, showing them that we don't just care about souls, but we also care about your human experience. So we can keep those two things as friends, our passion to serve people and our passion for truth I think we can potentially show why Christianity is a good contribution to the, to humanity versus something that they need to remove forever. So I hope the church can feel those things on an emotional level, on an intellectual level, and we can, uh, yeah, be here for the long haul in American culture to make yeah. an impact on the world. I always Amen, get dude. I always get the goosebumps at the artist corner, dude. That's we had that conversation. I mean, that was in our Bible study today. Yep, Jesus mm-hmm. said and at the Last Supper, you know, and John. Towards the end, John seventeen, he said uh, that 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 the Father, is, I'm the Father's in me, and I'm in you. Yep, that's and, it. But he said, you know, he speaks. And I'm I'm blanking out on the verse exactly, but it, yeah. the but the by the love of God between us, that's how the world would know that that we're right. Christians. You know, it's that love between us, and when we demonstrate that, there's there's no way to refute it. 
I mean, there's nothing you can, oh man, that guy is a jerk. He loves everybody. And it's like, I mean, even like <laughs> the, the, talking about the church fathers, yeah, Polycarp, like he was loving his people that were coming to have him executed. He's like, oh, let me make some dinner for you, you know? And like the guys were like, man, they, you, just, you don't encounter that kind of love very often. And when you do, there's really nothing you can say against it. There's yeah. really nothing you can throw at that because true love is just true love. Well, know? and that's it right there, Mike. I mean, and, that, and going back to what Flame, what you just said, man, it's like, okay, we're not going to compromise the gospel, and it's going to bring us to the Matthew, the parables, to check the condition of our heart. Like, dude, I don't, like, I do care if you're lost because I love you even more now, but at the same time, I'm not going to sling mud. You know, I'm yeah. not, I'm just, like, like, all right, if you're going to sling this and try to push us out, what's going on in your heart, dude? I want to know. I can help because I know somebody who can take all that away. Thanks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Flame, yeah. I could talk here for, like, yeah. Rest until the weekend. Man. <laughs> now, let's go. You want to go? You want to go all the way to Sunday? I mean, let's let's go. Yeah. Well, you are always welcome on the Praiser House. You are a yeah, friend man. to us, a brother. We love you. We're proud of you. Yeah, and, dude. Man. Love y'all too. Yeah, and you just keep grinding, dude. And we're gonna connect afterwards, and for our audience, and you know, who knows? You may end up being a headliner at a Praiser concert. You never know. Hey, I love it, bro. I love to. No, you know? this has been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure for me. And, um, yeah, I feel like we've known each other longer than just a few minutes, man. Yeah. So it's been good, man. Yeah, dude. It's, been- <laughs> it's been really great. It's been a blessing. I'm going to go home and encourage, and I probably need to take a nap. It's been a long week trying to blow out finals <laughs> last week. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but we so got this. You, well, hey, make sure for everybody out there, please make sure and go to clearsightmusic.com. You can forward slash flame. Check it out. Also, check out Mike Real. You got you got some some talent running on that Thank label you, of yours. Yeah, big time. Yeah. And everybody for social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, forward slash flame 314. I know where that comes from. Yes, sir. <laughs> STL, baby. There it is. I can't say go cards only because I'm a Florida kid. But I, I support y'all. I support y'all. <laughs> I support y'all. Um, yeah, so make sure you guys go check it out. And, of course, the Evangelical Cath. It's a Bible study app. You're not going to go wrong. And to check out the Truth podcast, Complicated-ish, yeah. right? And uh, yeah. that's Flame to Truth. You guys got to check hey, that out. Also, yes, sir. go to the go to the, 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 uh, the truth. Go to um, clearsightmusic.com forward slash shop. Yeah. Flame's got some awesome merch. And Dude. I, I just bought a hat, and, it, and I just got an email before I came in here. My hat is on the way. So Yeah, yeah. They, Thank you, man. They're, Mike they're Jones. Awesome. <laughs> Mike <laughs> Jones. <laughs> Flame, we love you, man. We'll yeah, see bro. you real soon, dude. Thanks, yes. man. Likewise, fellas. All right, God bless you. Blessings, we'll see you. Blessings, bro. <laughs> Mike, I yeah. am so elated when it comes to talking to Marcus Tyrone Gray, also yeah. known as Flame. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, we talked about this a few episodes back. We were like... We need to be around people who knows the Lord. Yeah. And like, it almost like, it's kind of like that wireless charging thing where like you just get charged. Yeah. Flame does that. Yeah. Flame does it. And what a great dude. Doesn't he remind you of, of, um, of John Plank? Brian. Brian. Yeah, he does a little bit. Yeah, yeah. that's a nice boulder. <laughs> that is a nice boulder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but really, just I want to make sure our audience knows that. So just go back to clearsightmusic.com. Go through the whole site, yeah. forward slash flame, to get right onto him. Go to his YouTube, man. The YouTube's blowing up, and he's getting some big numbers. We don't measure an artist's success by their figures. That's that's the that's the society judging. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to judge people, we should probably know Jesus Christ uh, a little bit more. And that will change it for you. And to make sure you go check out Flame to Truth's podcast, and that's complicated-ish, mm-hmm. so hyphen-ish. And then the Twitter.com, Evangelical Calf, uh, which is, you Catholic. know. Catholic. 
Catholic, but, Catholic. but forward slash Evangelical Catholic for the, the oh, Twitter handle, yeah, yeah. and to make sure you download the Bible study yeah, app. Yeah, and you can get that on iOS, Android, and I think it's just a couple bucks. I, I bought it on, on for my for my iPhone, and it's got some good stuff on there. I mean, just yeah. you know, to have that all at your fingertips, to you get the Nicene, Athanasian, you know, Apostles' Creed. You know, Book of Concord. There's there's a lot of resources in it, and it's totally worth checking out. Very worth the read. Yeah. Very worth the time. Ladies and gentlemen, you're not going to find yourself wasting time when you're spending time with the Lord. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and make sure you download the app. So Praiser.com is getting closer to going to the on-demand. Yeah. We've gotten some exciting news. Um, the development is completely done. So congrats to our entire team for getting that done. Yeah. And now we're now it's just about onboarding the labels and, and getting them involved more and more, mm-hmm. uh, which we're so excited for. We can't do it without them. Uh, and by the grace of God, we've had a lot of favor. Mm-hmm. And this podcast, guys, subscribe, check us out, share yeah. this on social media, make sure you tell your friends and your family about it, tell your church about it. Look, if there's a worship artist, a music artist, um, they don't have to be labeled as a Christian music artist. If they are of the Christian faith, yeah. we want them on. Yeah. And if, you know, like I was telling him, I was like, you know, you still hang out with NF? We'd love to see NF on. Yeah. You know, we've got a whole list of people. And um, every single time, every every single time, Mike, we welcome the Holy Spirit into this room, mm. and it just opens up doors and conversation we, we yeah. would never expect. Yeah, you can you can prepare and read all you want, but that's a I mean we're yeah. that's a testimony right it's there. It's so cool, and I, and I love that how he said he's like I felt like I've known you guys for a long time. You know, yeah, that's just how it is when you get you know you get talking with one of your brothers, sister. You know, there's there's just that family reunion that happens, and we see it every week. Yeah, and re, and we, you know reach out to us. We love the comments. You know, we always comment back. Mm-hmm. But people like Flame, they love it. Like, go to their social media. Yeah, go to their social. Follow them on their social. Because, right. like, we don't bring people on because we, we just want to have a podcast. Like, they're doing something that's important. and like Big time. Dude, if you read through the lyrics of, of, of Flame's music, it's like, this dude is saying some really, really important stuff. Yeah. And he's doing it really creatively. And I'm going to do it, Mike. What are you going to do? It's a lot better than listening to Little Mouse X. That's true. <laughs> you don't want to listen to Little Mouse X. No. And I'm just being straight. Lil Nas X. Dude, we, there's no need to. There's, there, there, there is no need to. There's so much good hip hop out there, and yeah. Flame is Flame is like, he's one of my top five. Like yeah. I love Flame. Look, the, off the record, you know, it's well, it's on the podcast, but you know, off the backstage, like, it's okay to have you know outside influences of music. Sure. We all did. I grew yeah. up listening to it. You do. I still work in that space because you know what? Those people. There are a lot of Christians in secular space. We happen to be working in the Christian music space more than, than we are in the other. Yeah. But let me tell you, there's a lot of God fearing people out there that are all yeah. you know, all all different types of genres. Sure. And there's also really dark stuff out there that And that, that's why I w- right. recommend you don't have your kids listen to Lil Nas X. Yeah. Why don't you go listen to the lyrics? I'm not gonna this isn't a Lil Nas X you know page, but Lil Nas X is welcome to come on. Yeah. We'll I, I'd love to sit him down yeah, and yeah. talk about it. Yeah. We'll see what that fat happens. Yeah, I probably not. Until then, check out Flame. Yeah. Flame's yeah. awesome. Yeah, Flame's the man, dude. This was a great episode. Mike, it's always a pleasure. I love you, brother. Yeah, brother. It was good being with you. We crush it every time. Yeah. Because we are blessed by the Lord above. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, hey, we love you. Make sure you subscribe so you can get the notifications for the next episode. I'm Brandon Bailey. And I'm Mike Rathke. And this is the Praiser House. Yeah. Blessings, guys. All right, guys. Take care. Peace. Three, three, three.